It's the Punk Rock Classrooms Podcast, Episode 29, Punk Rock Evaluations. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, happy commute, happy plan. I am Mike, principal extraordinaire out of Lansing, Illinois. And this is Josh Buckley, a social studies teacher from Mesa, Arizona. And we are here to welcome you to the Punk Rock Classrooms podcast, where we focus on bringing passion, unity, and DIY to our schools and our classrooms. Because you know what? That's what we should be doing. That's what we should be doing. And it doesn't matter if you got your uh, your hoodie and shorts and flip flops on like Josh out in, in comfy uh, Arizona, or if you're like me, it just puts layer upon layer and then tops it off with a hooded sweatshirt so you don't got to wear a shirt here in the Midwest when it's in those single digits, but we can all be punks in the Punk Rock Classrooms podcast. That's right. Uh, Mike, it is that time of year when evaluations are being oh, finalized, yeah. so we thought this being the weird year that it is for most educators across the, the country uh, and it being evaluation season, it would be a good time for you and I to chat about evaluations and how, and how we can infuse these ideas, right? The punk rock ethos of passion, unity, DIY, that crew mentality into the evaluation process. Now, I just had my formal eval uh, this last week. Um, and it's a, we're, we're doing it a little different in Arizona. Um, I, I, I'm a continuing status teacher. We don't have tenure, but I'm continuing status, which means that I only need one evaluation a year instead of two, right? We normally, if so you're you not, still get a, so you still get an evaluation every year. I get a formal evaluation okay. every year, but not on all four domains. I only get it on two, two domains, right? Like now. two so, and three. Like yeah. The Dan, teaching ones. Daniel said, yeah. yeah, the on stage ones. So right. uh, I had my evaluation this week. And I'm going to be honest, Mike, I, I, I wrote a blog about this. It's on the website. You can go check it out. It went fine. It wasn't bad, but I'm going to, like, it just didn't feel awesome. And I, like, right. it just bummed me out. And I just stewed in it. And my evaluator was nice. He wrote me a nice little note and emailed it to me after he left. He, you know, shared his evidence with me. And it, it wasn't anything bad, but I couldn't help being like, man, this year I just did, I don't feel like myself, right? I don't feel like I'm, I'm, I'm crushing it. I, you know, I've got kids on a monitor. I've got kids right. in person and, and juggling everything and it's tough. And, and like, I, I think there are probably other people who are dealing with the same thing, right? Or probably oh, other definitely. people are feeling the same way about their evaluation. And I, I kind of want to talk a little bit about, about that. And I want to kind of chat about you know, again, how we make sure that that process is, is punk rock as, as we can make it be. And um, so as an administrator, as an administrator, let, let's just start really quick. Like, what do you view your role in the evaluation process as, and, and what do you think the evaluation should be, right? As an administrator, how do you see yourself? How do you view it in that punk rock mindset? And, and what do you think an evaluation should be? Yeah, for me, okay, so like evaluations, I know we say it's evaluation season. I mean, you and I even say like, okay, like September to March, because in, in like every district, March is when they have to be finalized, they're done. And if you think about it, it's kind of crazy, because you still have 
three, maybe four months of school left, an entire quarter, which anything could happen. So I, you know, as an administrator, I try to tell my staff, like, look, evaluations are just, it's, it's never ending. Just because maybe it's March 3rd and we did your final evaluation of the year, everything now that happens March 4th can get tied into next year's that we do in the spring or whatever, you know, if, if you're tenured in Illinois, you know, we only, we, they get theirs every other year. Like, so all these evidence pieces get thrown into it. So I don't want, you know, I try to encourage the staff that you're, you're always being evaluated. We're always on cycle as my superintendent would say, Mm -hmm. you know, we're always on cycle. And even for me as an administrator, because I used to think that my first few years of principal, okay, I'm done. Like now I don't got to worry the rest of the year. And per se, you don't have to, and I hate using the word worry because I'll get to how I feel about evaluations after this, but you, everything should always be working towards growth. And that's how I see evaluations. It's not a, hey, I gotcha. Hey, what are you doing wrong? Or if, hey, we need to replace you. It's, it's how can I help you? And that's how I see my role. Like as, as the building principal, how can I help you in an area that you need to grow, not a weakness, but just an area that may not be your strength, may not be your passion area. How can I help you bring that up to become a more all around better educator? So it's, it's funny because I'm in the classrooms yeah, all the time, Josh. Like, I mean, every day of the week, what I'm, I'm sitting in there with them. And so I have just you would consider it all informal evals, you know? Right. Just you have a lot of, you have a lot of, you get to see what's going on On all the time. Yeah. So, so it's never a dog and pony show because, you know, if you do a dog and pony show, you're only doing that the day you have your scheduled, (laughs) right? Your calendar eval. So I, I've stressed the staff, don't do anything different. You wouldn't do. So it's funny though, because I'm in there every day. I see all these informal, you know, all what happens on a day-to-day basis. I see the good, the bad, and the staff knows those informal days when something goes bad, like it's not the end of the world. Like we will talk about it and okay, well, let's see how we can try different, different next time. But those days that I have the, on the calendar, a formal right, evaluation, right. even if it's a teacher who's been there 20 years and has not gotten an, an excellence since their first year back in 1974, <laughs> or you know, all they have are excellence. They've told me they still get nervous when I come in on that date for the quote unquote formal evaluation. And I told them, I go, it's no different. Like, this is just something we're going to sign off on. Like, and I think there needs to be almost like, and it comes from administration though. And, and I know all administrators are different. They have different mindsets and approaches, but I think we, we need to work as a crew, as a building, right? To kind of shift that mindset to know that an evaluation is not to to penalize you; it's to help you grow, and that's all hands on deck. Because I can come in, and I never taught an elementary classroom, right? So I can say what I see is working very well, and where where you need to grow. But then when I give recommendations like of how to strengthen those weakness areas, those areas of growth, I'm going to refer you to someone down the hall or across the building or on another campus in our district or someone that I've seen on through social media, like through my network, like I'm going to direct you there because 
that's where the expert is. And that's kind of where we're going to build that, that community, you know? Right. Right. We, we talked about that idea of like, of, of unity and sort of like that crew mentality. And, and I think that that comes down to like those relationships you're building. Right. So, right. So if, you know, by being in those classrooms, by your teachers, knowing that you're there all the time, you you've built those relationships of, look, this isn't the one day a year I'm coming in to bust you. This isn't the one day a year I'm coming in. Like, yes, your formal evaluation is kind of a snapshot in time, but it's informed by the entire time that I'm in your room right, over and over again. And it's not just this, this one single piece of it. It's not that 45 minutes I'm right. there on February right. 17th. <laughs> right. No. And, and, and I think that that's, that's the piece, you know, we have to, we, in a building, I think one of the key things is letting everybody know that, you know, this is about getting better and getting better together. Like you said, this idea of like, there's always, there is someone, an expert on your campus in engagement. There's an expert in your campus on using technology in their classroom. There's an expert in phonics. There's an expert in, and all these pieces. And instead of viewing the evaluation as, oh, mm, sorry, that was bad. Check that's it. Now you're bad. Right. Right. We have to view it as like, no, here's something that we can help you get better at. And so here's someone who can help you do that. Maybe it's you as the administrator, maybe it's your AP. Maybe if you have a a curriculum specialist or a title specialist on your campus, maybe it's the teacher next door, whoever it is who can help with that. It really is about creating that crew mentality because the reality is we ask our kids to grow and get better and stretch and do things differently every day. Right. And so we shouldn't expect anything different. We shouldn't ask anything different of ourselves, ourselves. right? Right. As educators, right? Because look, we have to be honest and we talk about this. You got to put the, you got to set the ego aside and go like, I'm not perfect. Right. Right. And like I said, my evaluation this, this year, like it is tough to juggle. I haven't quite mastered juggling remote and in-person kids together when I had like two or three, it's kind of easy. I have one class right now that has like nine remote kids in it. And that's okay. a tough, that's a tough number because it's not a check-in and ask that one kid to answer a question online. You've got nine kids that are in a whole different space that you, you have to kind of bring in. And that's been really tough. And I know like my evaluator and I, we're going to sit down on, on Monday right? I have my, I have my, um, the day that this episode drops, I'll be sitting down with my evaluator <laughs> and, and talking to, and, and, you know, it's a, it's not a long conversation because I don't think right. he's too worried about me, but the conversation I think is around, he wrote in there, he's like, how are you handling engaging both sets of kids? Right. Um, and that's the question, right? I'm not an expert. And so finding the time to find another teacher who's, who's crushing it, that I can go watch and see how they're doing it and see what tips and, you know, strategies they're doing that I'm not doing. That's only going to make me better. And I have to kind of set my ego aside as like a teacher who's always, you know, who, who's pretty good when all my kids are in my room, he feels pretty confident about my ability to engage students and, and, and teach material. I just have to kind of be honest and go like, yeah, I can use some help in that area. Right. right. Who can, I mean- who's, who's doing really well at it, who can help me out. And just own that and, and kind of really settle in needing that help. You know, well, it doesn't mean I'm a bad teacher. <laughs> no. Well, it's interesting you said, because this year, even if you have kids in person, this year's different. Right. I mean, yeah. If you've, if you, if you've got your full class of kids and I know there's districts that everyone has come back, 
like everyone's back in. in well, yeah, I have one. Room. I have one classroom with thirty kids in it. But I it's have one still, class with no remote kids. It's, it's still, still different. A, a different year. And I was talking to um, Ray Porton um, last night. We were we were shooting boxes back and forth, and we were talking about evaluations. Um, and and you know, our district has foregone them this year. Like we said, you know, tenure teachers default to what you had. Non-tenure teachers, you default to proficient, regardless if you had two years of excellence, you're proficient. And, you know, our union kind of agreed with that, with everything else going on and adjusting. Yeah. Um, same with the same with the building administrators. I'm not being evaluated, you know, officially. I mean, I know my superintendent and district uh, uh, curriculum director are always watching, um, giving me hints for improvements, um, which I, you know, I need because like you said, we're not perfect. But it's him, Ray and I were talking and it's, you know, his district is still evaluating non-tenured teachers this year. Tenured, they, they are not. Yeah. And he, he's like us, you know, kids have not come back yet. So teachers are teaching solely remote. And like we were saying, how do you evaluate one? It's a brand new teacher. Like right. they're just learning how to right. be a teacher. And now they don't even have kids in front of them. They're on and, a screen. How do you evaluate something like that? And you as an administrator because I have never, never had to do it, right? No. You've never had to teach like that before either. So it's 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 all about, and you said it in your blog, you know, giving yourself grace. I think right. as an administrator, if I was in that position, and I may be in that position next year, next year, I'm I'm gonna be honest, I don't see us coming back in the fall. I don't see any district coming back in the fall being like, all right, that was a year and a half that was just odd now we're back to normal like it, it's not going to be normal when we come back still. probably not you know um there's still going to be precautions i think we'll have more kids in school for sure um i don't know if there will even be an online component for many districts um if they can safely bring the kids back but it'll still be different and then yeah not only does an educator need to give themselves kind of grace and know like and I think you have to give like yourself grace. This year, the, in, yeah, this year doesn't define me. The 45 exactly. minutes that an evaluator came in my room doesn't define me as an educator. Right. It might, it might help me focus in on some stuff I can do better at, but it doesn't like that one period, just like we talk about like a standardized test is a snapshot and it doesn't yes. define everything about a student. Those 45 minutes don't define you as a teacher forever, no. permanently. It's, it's a static moment. And that static moment means you may have been better before that moment. And it certainly means that you can get better after that moment. Right. Or if you had a glowing, perfect, wonderful evaluation, that doesn't mean that the next day you're, everything's right. going to go perfect. Exactly. <laughs> right. 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 So, I mean, I think especially this year, administrators who are doing evaluations and educators, we all need to take it with, with that grace and know like, okay, this isn't, this isn't who I am. Like, this is not going to put the tattoo of me being a crappy virtual engagement teacher. Like, you right. know, like no one's going to look at a resume or say, let me see your evaluation from uh, the 20, uh, the 2020, 2021 school year. Like, no, it, it's, it, I mean, no one has really, I, I'd really like to see how you did in this worst of all years. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's, you know, cutting yourself some slack, but again, it's, it's, it's just, it's imperative that you right. rely on your crew, like to bounce ideas off, to, to just vent sometimes. I mean, Oh, for sure. We need that. Like go to your teammates and be like, 
you know, hey, I have my evaluation coming up, you know, what do you guys suggest? And I, honestly, as an administrator, I mean, I know I'm not doing official evaluations this year, but I've been in all of my cla uh, teachers' classrooms. I still am putting in Evaluize informal evidence and documentation, which we've told our, our teaching staff in the district that they can still upload artifacts this year. So if they did something like killer, like parent engagement, when they reached out with a video newsletter yeah. or something, hey, upload that into Evaluize because it's going to roll over and it'll be on next year's, the 2021, yeah. 2022 evaluation. So again, like I said, it's like that cyclical kind of thing. It's never just done. Right. Um, so I'm still putting in informal evidence um, for them in Evaluize to just, you know, let's, let's learn and grow together. Like what can we, what can we do to, to, to get better through this? Right. And, and, and I think one of the other things that, that when we're, we're talking about this evaluation piece of it, um, you know, in my role, I often have to work with teachers, you know, as, as a union president in my right. district, I often have to work with teachers who are on a remediation plan or right. in, in Arizona, we have what's called a, um, a, a preliminary notice of classroom inadequacy, right? That's a fun, that's a fun phrase, right? So you sure are, sounds like it, <laughs> right? You've been, you've been evaluated as ineffective, right? Or you are a continuing status teacher, uh, meaning that you've been in your district for more than three years and you're developing two years in a row. What happens then is we trigger this thing called the, the notice of classroom inadequacy and you have a 45 day growth period to kind of like, here's your plan. You have 45 school, like 45 school days. So you can step to, it up to and improve. To improve. And then you get two evaluators, your administrator and a whole nother evaluator comes in. Like and from the outside, like from, from another, another from another building. Yeah. Another yeah. building comes in and evaluates you and they come up with your score. So right. I work with a lot of teachers in that process. And one of the things that bums me out when I see some of those plans is it, there, there's two things that drive that drive me absolutely nuts. And one of them is when they're incredibly vague. They're just right. they're like, it has nothing to do with concrete things that you can do to improve yourself. It doesn't point to anything right. in our evaluation document that says like, well, here's where you're at. If you do these things, it'll move you up to effective. It's not like that. I've sat in some where it ends up being like, I want you to videotape yourself and watch it. Well, let's, let's be really honest. If you don't know, if you don't know what you're looking for, what you're looking for, what right. good is videotaping myself and watching it going to be? Mm. Even if you said like, I want you to watch it for transition times. Well, great. I saw, and I, I saw it took me right. three minutes to get from this activity to this activity. How do I fix it? Right. Like all I saw, like you just, you could tell me that it takes me too long, but, but what's the solution to it? And I, I think one of the things we talk about this idea of DIY all the time, and we talk about this idea of, you know, um, building things together. And, and I think if you're an administrator and you're writing a plan, it should really be a point of collaboration with that, with that teacher. Right. hundred percent. It like, needs to be, it needs to be a collaboration. It's, it's right. It's, you are like, I get it as an administrator, as the educational leader on your campus, you have, you know, you've been granted this title that you are the sort of expert in that thing. Right. So right. sure. You can look at it and go like, yes, I know this, I can give you direction. But I think really, if, if we want teachers to be able to, to be successful, 
I think, I think you can say like, here are the areas you need to improve. And if you have the ability to sit down and say like, well, how do we get there? That's what you should do. How do we get there? How do we get you? What do you think you need support in? What do you think might help you improve that? And how do we do that? Do you want to go observe another teacher? Do you think that there's a PD opportunity and district that'll help you out? Um, is there, you know, do you, do you want to read a, a, you know, is there a book or some articles we want to read on it and talk about it? Or, you know, do you, like, those right. are the things I think you have to give folks concrete ways to improve. And it can't be just this vague notion of, well, you got to get better at engagement. Right. Well, I agree. Like, so, and, and this is why it's, this is why it's crucial for one administrators to be in classrooms more than those two scheduled observations right? a year. You, you need to know what's going on a day-to-day basis. Cause like we said earlier, you have to see what happens day in and day out. There's always everyone, everyone has good days and bad days. Everyone right. has mediocre days. Everyone has the days are just blah. Everyone has days that they just walk in and they're like on fire. So you have to be in these rooms as much as you can. And you have to have a relationship with your staff. Now, I'm not saying you have to be like, buddy, buddy, we're best friends. We're going to text and go hang out after work. But if there's not that relationship, those conversations are real tough, are real tough for both the administrator, unless (laughs) they're just, unless they're just like cold hearted and stoic and like, which I don't know why you'd be in an administration education then. But, you know, if you have that relationship, even if it's just that, you know, collegial working relationship, those conversations will go farther because the person on the receiving end, the educator who was evaluated is going to know they're just trying to help me get better. And they're not just nitpicking and and calling things out. And when I do an evaluation, that's why I will throw in like, so let's say someone has a, a, a problem with transition times. Yeah. I will also reference some of those informal times I was in there. Hey, look, on this date, you did a phenomenal job. Like your transition was flawless. Why was it so good that day? But then these other days, and then today, the for, the, the formal evaluation, it kind of lacked. Like what, what was different that day? Um, and given them those concrete examples, not just saying, hey, you need to fix transition times. <laughs> right. Well, what's wrong with it? Like give them specifics. Like the kids were too talkative. The kids took too long. There's all kinds of reasons a transition right. time can fall apart. So, and, and I really, and this is again, why I stress don't do a dog and pony show. Cause when you do something out of your ordinary, the kids pick up on it. Cause I've been in rooms before <laughs> and the kids are like, why, why are we doing this today? Why well, I have to raise my hand to give you a fist of right. five. Why? <laughs> right. What is, what is like, that? <laughs> like they, they, it, you could tell like, all right, this is yeah. staged. And that's when things are going to fall apart. Like a band doesn't get up on stage and say, Hey, you know what? I don't, we haven't practiced. Let's just play some songs. Say like, it's yeah, going to fall apart. Hey, hey everybody, I'm going to play a G chord. Let's write a song right now. Right. Like, you don't, that doesn't. So it's, it's, that's, that's what it comes down to. And I really feel it, like you mentioned it. And I, I wrote this down the peer to peer observations, I think, are so powerful. When I taught, we did those in my, in my building. Um, I taught, you know, sixth, seventh grade ELA. I was teamed up with the band director and I was like, how, what am I going to learn from observing a band director? I learned so much about classroom management, classroom engagement, because when you have 50, 60 kids and you're focusing on the clarinets and all of those other sections don't say a word and they wait, 
Right. I was like, I'm like, why can't I do this with 20 kids in my, in my class? So it's, it's, it comes down to like you said at the beginning, Josh, dropping that ego. And that's a thing it's in teachers get intimidated. We all do. It's, it's nature. Like right. I get intimidated when um, like, for example, uh, uh, the day this episode drops, I'll be presenting with um, a fellow assistant principal and my superintendent at the Illinois principals conference. I know, um, a principal who's in another building in, in my district is going to be there. That makes me more nervous knowing because I know her that she's sitting right. there watching me as opposed to the however many people show up. So it, it is intimidating, but it's so powerful because, you know, if you if you have the somebody in your department come in and watch you and say, hey, look, you know, Mr. Johnson gave me my evaluation. Here's some things he said I should work on. And then they watch for it. They're in the same position as you. They're they're teaching kids day and day, right. and they can kind of watch with that that um, I don't want to say not as not not judgmental, but it's not an evaluation. I it's more right. Hey Josh, I can see what he was saying, and they can give you some suggestions, some yeah, or like some here's, ideas. Here's what I do, right? Like those, right. those types of moments where we can learn from each other are super important. And then you go watch them. Right. And I think the last, the last point I, I, I kind of want to hit on is, and you mentioned it, like not doing this dog and pony show, right? We talk about right. passion being an important thing. And I think if we're going to be honest, what you do in the classroom should be what you do in the classroom, right? Like don't right. try, don't go do something like out of the ordinary, just bring your passion every single day. And so what, what should be happening is your evaluator should be like if a good administrator is in your rooms and sees you more than just one day. So there's no reason for you to put on the show, um, you know, the, the laser light show that one day when in right. reality, when in reality, some of your best days are when you come in with heart and you come in with your kids and you come in and you talk and you, and you build something together. And it didn't take the, Oh, my evaluators coming in. So right. I'm going to break out the big guns today. And, you know, we're going to have the inflatable, we're going to have the inflatable pig. Well, you with the laser light show pink Floyd style. When in reality, that, that basement show that you do every other day is, is what's really connecting with kids. Yeah. Right. So, so I, I think we need to keep that in mind. One, as evaluators, you need to say like, don't, don't try to like wow me with some out of the ordinary thing. Like I'm in all the time. Right. I know what it's like in your classroom. So just teach because that's what we do every day, you know? And, I, and on my campus, because I've been there, this is my seventh year. The staff knows that. Like they know, like we, one, they're not going to fool me. Like he, he sees us every day. He's going to know when I said <laughs> You know, um, but the the cool thing is staff will tell me if I'm doing a formal, hey, I'm going to try something new. Like they'll let me know, like, hey, look, I, yeah. I'm going to try this. But that just goes to show they're that much comfortable with the growth mindset and the relationship right. we built. Like, hey, look, I'm going to take a risk on my formal evaluation and let's see where it goes, because they know that I value that. Like, I don't want you to just keep doing the same thing day in, day out. Like, I want you to take risks right. and grow. And, and if it doesn't work, then we'll, re we'll, we'll reassess. But I've told staff that when I, I've seen the dog and pony show from staff and I've told them, yeah, this this would be great if you did this regularly. But I, I you know, I, I see right through it. And they've told me in their post conference. Yeah, I, know, I should be doing it more like. 
Well, yeah, you right. should. Like, don't do it this day because it kind of fell apart. The kids called you out. Like, you seemed flustered. I was like, well, no. So, <laughs> so I and I think that to to wrap up the thought, I, I mean, in reality, like evaluation season is can suck sometimes for everybody around it. But if we can view it, if we can view it as an opportunity to grow and if we can view it as an opportunity to come together and, and build up our skills and build each other up and support each other. Like as a, as an educator, you have to welcome the support so that you can be better for your kids. And as an evaluator, you have to offer that support. Right. So that your, your kids can, your, 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 the students in your building can grow. So Mike punk rock classrooms podcast, my man, what have you been listening to? Yeah, so I, I have been on a throwback because I'm not going to mention what my pick of the week is going to be. <laughs> I'm going to save that for Tuesday. But back in like 2012, 2013, there was almost like this kind of like emo punk revival with bands like Real Friends and State Champs and Knuckle Puck. And yeah, I've been listening to a lot of a lot of their old stuff before they were signed to, to labels. And I was, I was listening and it, it's funny cause it throws me back. Um, Chicago marathon registration closed yesterday. I actually did not register because my wife and I talked about it and we don't see how 40,000 people are going to be able to run in October. Right? <laughs> so I was like, I'll just skip it. I'll take the year to kind of just train. So hopefully 2022, but I remember my first marathon listening to a lot of real friends, a lot of state champs and, just kind of going back to that. And there was in their older stuff before they were signed that they were putting out by themselves. I, I sense a different, there's more to me, I feel there's more passion in what they were doing than like the later stuff they put out. So real friends, state champs, old stuff. That's my jams. What about you? (laughs) All right. So this album came out this, this, this week, uh, or I guess last week, uh, now that this comes out on Monday, uh, the band is called path of resurgence. It's a, uh, hardcore metalcore band from Switzerland. And it sounds like nineties metalcore. It reminds me of old Zayo. Uh, so they put out an album it's called, uh, blinded by desire. It's, uh, it is a fantastic little jam. I would encourage anybody who remembers old Zayo, like with the original singer, uh, like that, that style metalcore really good stuff. So that's what I've been listening to folks. Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate it. You can find all of our episodes on the website, uh, punkrockclassrooms.com. You can find the blogs there. You can find poet laureate, Mike Earnshaw's (laughs) work there as well. Uh, we appreciate you turning, tuning in. Uh, if you want to give us a rating on the old podcast app you use, that helps us. If you want to share us with some friends that helps us get the word out about the show. Don't forget. We've got the merch. Uh, we've got the merch table. If you need to, you, you want some punk rock classrooms gear, check Check that out. Um, it's there. It's there. You can get yourself a Punk Rock Classrooms t-shirt, long sleeve shirt, hoodie, whatever floats your boat, even some stickers and magnets, a coffee mug even. Um, but we are glad you're here. And uh, you know what? Mike and I will see you at the at show. The show.